Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP Yoga. It's Nacho Mama's Yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Well, 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 hello my friends, welcome to a brand new episode of DDP Radio Live at ddpradio.com. As usual, my name is Mike Mullins, broadcasting from the DDP Radio Megaplex and in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina. Per usual, I, uh, I'm actually rushing up the stairs. I'm not even going to deal with all that bullshit limo and Rolls Royce and elevators because I got to get up and I got to contact my my partner in crime, my co-host with the most host over up in Canada. So I am up the top of the DDP radio towers and I, I look to the great white north and there is a raging fire of insanity brewing from the mountain on top of the mountain on top of Mount Ontario and I connect and we blast a DDP radio to the world. Crystal, how are you tonight? Um, I'm okay. You're okay? There's no more hurricanes or nonsense or anything going on? Your neck of the woods? <laughs> no, well, we, not this week, but there's another one coming uh, right behind it. So I haven't what? been keeping in touch with that. Yeah, I haven't been keeping in touch with it or if it's going to hit us pretty badly. But I know there's another one brewing that we might get. But um, as of right now, we're good. Um, our area got hit pretty good big flood-wise and, and power outages-wise, but not nearly as bad as it was to, uh, in the coast. It's pretty a lot of damage over on that side. So uh, we <laughs> lost out. Crazy. Yeah, we're, we're, we're good here and uh, no hurricanes. So I'm assuming that everything's going to go perfectly smoothly and we have another guest lined up that's going to be another uh, smooth sailing, not at all, uh, problem DDP radio episode. So, Crystal, tell us who we got on the line tonight. So, <laughs> I, I know that I have scheduled a guest. I haven't been able to touch base with the guest, so I'm hoping they show up. <laughs> I'm tonight, just kidding. I just set um, you up. <laughs> oh, gosh. I can't take you this week. You're going to drive me crazy. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, all right. So, uh, Crystal, you work very hard. You, you obviously set up a guest tonight and during the day, uh, radio silence. So we're not sure if we're having a guest coming here or not. So uh, right. I think this is what we have planned. If, uh, if uh, our guest, uh, Lily, uh pops in, we will grab her. Otherwise, you and I are going to go by the seat of our pants and just try to entertain the people best we can, talk about some DDP radio, DDPY, 
shoot the shit, and when we run out of things to say, we'll, we'll say goodbye. How's that sound? Perfect. Yeah, so when we have a guest, you know, most of the conversation on the show is, is just the uh, talking with the guest. So we don't plan questions, right. but we bounce off and, you know, every question and talk to people. So when our guest doesn't show up, it's kind of, we don't really have a topic. We don't have any backup plans. So uh, it's kind of hard to do a show on the fly. But luckily, you have the most talkative person on the planet as your co-host, who could probably <laughs> fill an entire 24-hour marathon of Pete Radio by himself. But um, <laughs> so I thought Yay! with um, with uh, just not having a plan and everything, I thought I'd, I'd go to Google and uh, I'd ask you some questions and of uh, most common questions from past celebrity interviews. Um, so my question number one, <laughs> Crystal Stewart, why <laughs> did you decide to bite Evander Holyfield's ear off? <laughs> <laughs> Felt <laughs> um, like a good uh, thing to do at the time. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. If, is Evander Holyfield's ear gluten free? Is that <laughs> is part of the? Uh, oh, this see, is going to be a fun hour. <laughs> so uh, yeah, let's all right. Let's try to focus things a little bit, um, our best I can. Um, so. First of all, how are you doing? You know, there's been a crazy couple of years. Uh, we've been doing the show for, for quite a while now, and we always have those great guests. I uh, just thought I'd check in with you, see what you're up to, see how you're doing, see how you're feeling. Uh, how's your summer going? Uh, it's quickly coming to an end, like really quickly. You know, it, leaves are changing here. It's The weather is kind of weird which I blame on you. Um, but, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, everything is, is okay. I mean, it's not fantastic, but it's good. Well, I think that's a, a lot of the people in the world, are, are that's that would be their answer. You know, I always say, like, things are difficult, as it is with everyone in this world right yeah. now. But, I comparatively, I, I have it better than most and worse than some. So I guess that's pretty much where the rest of the world sits. I know you have a unique set of challenges that you're dealing with. And, uh, you know, physically, it's, it's extremely difficult. So I can't really relate on that end. Um, but, um, you know, you work really hard on, on bringing in a lot of people happiness here on the show and the DDPY universe. And I know that things get difficult for you a lot, too. But do you find that bringing positivity, even when you're not feeling it, is it is a rewarding thing in your life? Like we bring a lot of people joy with these stories that we present to the DDPY world. Um, you find that fulfilling? Yeah, I really do. I find that even though I, because of my situation, I feel disconnected sometimes and because I work with a lot of people, like a lot of people, um, I get to connect with something. And I would like to think that what I do has made a difference. And that makes me feel accomplished and a little bit better. So, you know, it's selfishly, it's for me as much as it's for everyone else. But, yeah. 
And uh, I know that my wife, Katie, thanks you for babysitting me an hour every Wednesday night so she can go <laughs> off and, and watch her shows. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> it, you know, it, it really is. It, it's, it's interesting because, you know, a lot of times the week just, just beats you down. But every week when I come on DDP radio, every time when I turn that microphone on, I don't feel like being here. And it's just, I mean, that's just me everywhere. Like, when I go anywhere, I don't want to be there, and then I get there, and I have a blast. And every week, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go do this, i got to do that. But I come on the show, and it recharges my batteries every week. And I leave the show just, you know, kind of flying. Like, you get this, like, post-show, like, high of inspiration. Yeah. Because we hear such incredible stories, and, you know, even though I might be dragging ass coming in, I always leave on fire. And, I, and it's such an important part of my week just connecting with everyone here and you know we get such amazing feedback and sometimes when you're doing this like i'm sitting here in my my office wrestling room um you're up there in canada all we see is our four walls right now but when we start getting messages from people and realizing oh there's people out there that dig this i mean that's a pretty special thing it is and i mean you suddenly realize that whatever your situation see i can only speak about my situation i know how stuck I feel within the confines of my own kind of circumstance and what's going on. But there's a whole world out there of people that have gone through a whole lot worse than what I've gone through even. And everyone has challenges. And I guess it's weird to think of, but I guess it's really important to know that you're not the only person that struggles. Yeah. I mean, even though we all suffer on some level as into collectively, our own personal struggle is very much individual. And sometimes when you're in that mode, you can't identify with other people's, the mass of everyone going through it because you're going through it yourself and you're dealing with stuff. And sometimes you feel like you're the only person in the world, but then you realize everyone in the world is the only person in the world dealing with their thing. And we've all got good. We all got bad. We all got, you know, shit going on. Some of it way more extreme than others. I, you know, I, I deal with stuff on a daily basis. That's, you know, not fun. And I deal with stuff on a daily basis. That's a lot of fun. And it's a mixed bag, and, and, you know, we all we all get a shit hand at some point. Some people get it earlier. I'm sure you didn't really expect to be, like, you know, dealing with the MS in, in your 40s and 30s, and you know, but, you know, eventually I'm going to be that guy who's 80 years old dealing with something, and that's probably going to, you know, knock me down. And we all meet each other in different places. And I think it's important because it's really easy to fall down that woe-is-me rabbit hole and, just let the depression consume you. And it's not so much the depression because you're going to have depression. We're all going to have depression at some point. We're all going to deal with it. But the real disaster isn't so much the depression. It's once you let it win. If you, you know, you can be fighting as long as you're fighting, you're fighting. But once you kind of give into it, 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 that's the bad part. And I, every time I'm here on DDP radio, I, I hear people that we talk to, and I hear them actively in the muck, actively in the funk. But every single we talk, person we talk to, there's that flicker of hope. There's that fight they have in themselves. And we hear it in people's voices. We've heard people in the most dire situations, but 
they ain't down until they accept that they're down and they quit. And the fact that they're out there fighting and they're out there just that little spark of hope, no matter how dire their situations, that's all you need to let a fire is a spark. And it may not be here today, but if you're living to fight another day, you've got that opportunity tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And it might, not, it might never come, but as long as you're fighting, you're in the, you're in the fight. You know, it's kind of ironic. What I, you know, it's amazing what you pull away from all these shows because, as much as they are, you know, very similar, they're their own kind of monkey. Each show offers something so different than the one before it, or, or the one before it. So, I mean, I guess the common thread that I have learned is. We are entirely too hard on ourselves, like entirely too hard on ourselves. Like if you're listening to this, man, I don't know what you put in your coffee today, but you don't need to be so hard on yourself. Holy cow. And what a lot of people seem to forget when they are jumping on this boat of DDPY and you know this whole ship that we have here because it's so big you know what we all start at the beginning you are not going to jump into the boat and suddenly be at your goal weight or you know you're not going to be where you want to be you're going to have to work for it but the good news is we all start at the beginning it doesn't matter if someone has the Size of ass that you want, or you know, has your you know the perfect body or whatever the case. It doesn't matter. Once you're all in the boat, it's a great place to be. It really is. I mean, absolutely. And uh, as the person in the boat who recognize who uh, who represents the perfect bodies, I would like to agree <laughs> with you. And. Um, see, I have to take every nice sentiment, and that's my problem. Is I have to take everything nice someone says and turn it into something stupid, but uh, that's what I do. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, when I first started at DDPY, the main thing that turned on, me on to the, you know, getting into this is, you know, I, I just, I didn't buy a lot of the self-help nonsense that was out there. It all seemed cornball. It seemed tacky to me. And when I listened to DDP talk and, and heard the things that he said, you can tell there's a connect of the people of, he believes what he's saying, first of all, and says it in a way that isn't pandering and flowery. It's direct, it's positive and to the point, And it's, it's void of a lot of the insincerity that I find in that self-help place. And I, there's a lot of people, you know, I love how, DDPY makes you feel powerful. It makes you feel like you have control of your situation. If you, even if you don't, you have the ability to gain control of your situation. Uh, DDPY doesn't suffer excuses. Like he doesn't, you know, he'll listen to your excuse. He's not going to validate your excuses if he thinks you could do it. Like there's a certain right. power that this program gives you, and there's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of uh, victimhood merchants out there. You know, we're all victims in some way, but there's a lot of people who want you to accept your victimhood status and just just own it and just fizzle away or just drift away. They, they don't want you to rise up and, and claim your thing. 
and we all have, we have physical challenges, we have limitations, we have financial limitations, we all got something that could possibly be standing uh, in our way of getting what we want to, but it's that selling of victimhood that I think that really just is a disservice to us because once you accept that, accept that you're, you're victim and you're not powerful and you don't have the ability to reclaim parts of your life or all of your life, you're compliant to stay down there. And one thing I love DDPY is it never makes you feel like incapable. We've seen people that are 600 pounds or 700 pounds come in this program and turn into fitness freaks. Like anybody who sees a 600 pound guy come into their studio or workout room or exercise, they're probably going to not believe in them. But one thing we we do here, if you walk in the room where DDPY is happening, not only are we going to believe in you, we're going to be cheering for you, we're going to be rooting for you, and we're going to be encouraging you and helping you along the way. And that's such a powerful thing to have. I agree. And, I mean, it just goes to prove that bravery, um, you know, it doesn't come in a body type or a size, or a color, or whatever that you may think is, you know, holding you back. But you've got to be brave enough to step up and at least try. And, I mean, the the proof is in the pudding around here. And it's it's the basis of the program. Anyone can do this in some form. You may not be able to do the advanced levels now, but there's something you can do. And I think that all-inclusiveness is what is the most important, most incredible part of this program and what DDPY does for people. It doesn't exclude anybody. If you can lift a finger, there's something you can do. And I think that's – it it takes away all the barriers and separations from us because, I mean, let's be honest, in in the world in the past couple years – society has segmented itself so much and walled off themselves to people. We've all divided ourselves into categories and this category can't talk to them and we can't agree with them and they can't like them. But I feel like this is the last bastion of the internet or or culture where everyone under the same roof is so different yet so the same and so included and so welcome. It's kind of beautiful to see because in 2023, that's not available to everyone all the time anymore. No, it's not. And, I mean, it, it, I've said it once. I'll say it a million times. The tolerance level around here is much different than the rest of the world. And that, I mean, it rubs off on you eventually. I mean, it, it's so beautiful, you know, to see, like, men and women, black and white, gay and straight, trans and, you know, all of these different people coming together and they all hate Josh McAdoo. I think it's such a beautiful, (laughs) it's like a unifying, unifying, like, experience. (laughs) I I just got to get my Josh pot shot in once. I'm going to be, do you know I'm going to be seeing him uh, in two weeks? I'm going down to oh, the performance center to uh, to visit Garrett Sakahara's parents. <laughs> they're going to be coming in, and uh, they're doing something over there. So I'm going to be I'm going to be seeing Josh McAdoo, and him and I talk every single day 
we have a group text with me and Josh and Hayden and Garrett and we talk every single day, but I've never been in the same room as Josh McAdoo. And it's like kind of bizarre to think about. Give him my love. No, I will not. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. Are you attending the workout that um, Garrett is doing? No. No, I'll be coming in the next day. No, I'll be coming in the next day or the day after. Yeah, I'll miss that. But, um, yeah, but I'll be down at the Performance Center for the Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So uh, we got something planned. We're doing for uh, a roast of uh, Garrett before he leaves. So it'll be funny. Um, but uh, when did you start doing DDPY? Like, how was you? What was your first introduction? I don't think we've ever gone over that. When did I start? So it's been like forever. I was around when, um, yeah, when, um, I was just thinking, when the video went viral, Arthur's video went viral, I just came in around that time. Okay, yeah, I I remember that well, so... I think I've said this a million times, but I was one of the first single-digit people to view that video. Like, I just have a distinct video because DDP had sent it to me, but I don't even know if it was public yet. Public yet. And I clicked on that video, and I was, like, number three or four. And he said, bro, send this out to people. We're going to try to – so I remember that, and, and it was basically, like, send this out to a couple people. I'd love to get this uh, a few hits. There was no concept of it going viral like it did. There was no, like, um, it was, I mean, obviously because of the planning and no one was ready for it on our end for the uh, the surge of, of, of sales. And, uh, you know, I remember Robert was in a, in a yeah. warehouse in Florida with Glacier, Ray Lloyd, and, and DDP, and Mark Merrill, I think, was there. And they were all stuffing boxes, and it was such a crazy time. And to see where it's come from, like that surge where they weren't even ready to fill orders to where we are now and the app and the vision and DEP had for this company, it's, it's incredible. And I didn't think we'd, I, I, could, I didn't think we wouldn't be, I didn't think we wouldn't be here, but there was no blueprint. There was no, you couldn't even dream this big. <laughs> like you didn't think of it cause you couldn't concept it. I mean, on the outside now, when you stop and look back at everything you just think holy man what a ride like it's been crazy uh, yeah it, it really has and um it's so weird how everything falls into place even for me you know uh, my so <laughs> back in the early early days of ddpy um uh, Dallas used to call every single person that ordered the program. He just called them after yep. and talked with them for like 30 minutes or so. And how I got involved in all of this and all the DDPY people and stuff is I had ordered the YRG program when it was YRG. And um, it looked kind of cool to me. It looked like the DVDs. I liked the, the, the idea of it. And, of course, when Dallas called anybody, he put the block on the number because, you know, he's, he doesn't want his number getting out to a million people. So for some reason he called me and he didn't put the block on his number and I missed his call. He left a message and I called him back 
And he goes, who's this? I said, this is Mike Mullins. You just called me a few minutes ago. And he's like, how'd you get this number? I'm like, you didn't block it. <laughs> but that was my kind of first conversation with them. And we started talking and, you know, being a radio guy and stuff. I, I, and a wrestling guy, we had some mutual acquaintances and got talking. And he's like, call me next week. And, you know, call him next week. And then suddenly, you know, I'm doing things on the road and promoting stuff for him, bringing him to TV shows and helping him with stuff. And it's like, if it wasn't for that one phone call that I called him back, if, he, if, he, if I missed his call and got a nice message, like, yeah, that's cool. But that one time he forgot to block his phone number, I called him back, and then we started this relationship that's lasted, you know, 15 years now. Uh, friendship, relationship, you know, gig, whatever you call it. Um it's amazing how one little thing like that can just alter your path. And I didn't think I'd be here doing DDP radio or DDPY or whatever you want to call it, but I didn't think I'd be meeting you. I mean, think of all the things that just that one phone call that he forgot to block his number on me led to. It led to me knowing you and knowing Robert and Garrett and going down to Atlanta next week. It's, it's madness. Stacy. Yeah. Stacy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's um it's it's crazy what can be contributed to Dallas and just you know, him sitting down and kind of thinking outside of the box because I can't imagine anybody dreaming this up. I I just I don't know how to do that. I mean, I'm lucky if I you know can not spill a cup of coffee in the day, but I mean, to dream up of an entire company and so many people from so many different walks of life. And, you know, we have made friends that will last lifetimes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so true. It's, it's, it's a wild ride and, we still got a lot of ride left on the on the track, and uh, you know, I think about what we do here. We got some great shows lined up this week and, and next week, and um, we, we had a good show lined up this week. Things fell through a little bit with our guests, but uh, you put in so much work, and and I don't think people realize the amount of work you do between you know they see the <sighs> guest book, but what they don't see is you know you texting me bios and you getting the information and confirming everybody and booking and scheduling and all that stuff. Like, you know, they don't see the, the, the amount of work that you do in between the shows. Some people think that it's just magic. You just hop on here and everything's ready to go. But, you know, you do a lot of work between the social media and, and all of that stuff. And, you know, what, um, what, what do you look for when you're trying to put together a DDPY show? Because I don't know this. You know, I just sit here and all of a sudden you magically text me all the good information. But what do you look for when uh, when you're trying to get uh, get a good show put together? Because obviously you got to find a good guest and know that they're going to work on the radio, look into their backstory, and make sure they're willing to talk and open up. What's your process? So when I usually go ahead and I ask outside of me, because for what everybody doesn't know is. I, it's next to impossible to know everyone who is doing this, obviously. It's so huge now. It never used to be this big. <laughs> it's, it's really this big now that, you know, I put out alerts and say, okay, you know, I've got some spots opening up for, I don't know, whatever day. And I'll get a, bu- a bunch of people that will send along names, and then I start 
clicking on names and then you go through social media and you start deep diving and finding out who they are and if it's flash in the pan or if they're making see effort is kind of the the marker I look for and if you're making an effort then you know I want to hear about it I want to hear more about what fuels the effort because you know what we all get out of bed in the morning but we all do different things and it really is something to get out of bed, work out, then go do whatever you want to do. I mean, there's an effort to all of this. And if you're making it, then I notice it. Um, yeah, some people get a little surprised. They're like, how did you hear from me? And they're like, um, yeah, I, I did some digging. And I leave it at that because... Usually it's, you know, you're up until 2 o'clock in the morning reading through bios. My desk is a mess. So that's so true. And, and you know, one of my the things I'm proudest of with this show is, you know, I've been broadcasting since I was 18 years old. I started out as an intern in radio. I did TV news. Like, I worked on the news stations. I did. So I'm like, I'm at home on the microphone. Um, and a lot of people who come in here, I sometimes don't really, I don't give them the proper gravity of how hard it might be for them to be on the microphone because I'm so used to it. And right. one of the best con, uh, one of the best uh, compliments we we get constantly is people checking in and saying, "I was so nervous to come on here, and you made me feel so comfortable and willing to open up and talk." And you forget that the audience is actually listening. And, and I think that's such a great thing that we do. And, and it's something I'm very proud of, that people feel comfortable when they come on here. No matter how nervous they are, you talk to us idiots for four minutes and you realize we're just like everybody else. And it's like we, we make it comfortable to have a conversation with. Um, I think that's pretty cool. And, and I'm sure you, you, I mean, you didn't have a broadcasting background. You, you kind of came on no. this show cold. You'd never done this before, and and no. I mean, how were when you were first asked? Because I remember when Stacy and Robert left, we were looking to kind of reboot the show, and and you right. came on. Robert kind of put you in that position, but you had never done anything like this before. How was that for you? Were you nervous? Oh, nervous. Um, right. I, I yeah, I was nervous. I was terrified. So my backstory is I crossed paths with Robert online and then everything exploded. And then I just basically said to him, Hey, do you need some help? Like you're, you're looking kind of frazzled (laughs) and lo and behold, you know, 11 years later, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's I mean that's yeah, you you kind of just were thrown into it at that point. I mean, it, it so, was one of those things I I was willing to learn, but I was terrified because I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I mean, I love to talk and I love people, obviously, but I mean, my background is in nutrition. 
Yeah, it's okay. So when I, I can't tell you how many times this has happened. When you're on the radio or you're when you have a background when you're doing broadcasting, a lot of people come in and they are, you know, the class clown or the class president. You know how to talk to people. You're always social. You're you're really good at being social. But there's a different dynamic when the mic turns on because especially when you first yeah. get into it, you get very in your head, you get self-conscious, you worry about like, and the more you think about trying to stay straight and try to stay, you know, sound better or sound good or sound like you know what you're doing, the more you're overthinking it, which makes you sound clunky and which makes you sound stiff. So that's a mistake that a lot of people make when they come on the radio. And it's funny because, you know, you've grown so much in the past couple of years just doing the show with you. You're so much more willing to, like, you know, interject and stuff. At first you were timid because there is, like, a real real getting to know what's going on phase when you do broadcasting. And every single person, when they first get on the mic, it takes a couple of years and they sound terrible. Like, I sounded terrible. Everyone sounds terrible. And it's only something you can get better doing with repetition. And I don't notice it because, I, you know, we've been doing it for so long, but I guarantee you if we went back to the first show that you did or the first show I did, it's going to sound like a whole different show because you just – you don't have those reps in. But, you know, you really just kind of blossomed in the role too is, is you're great on the mic. You, you're great interjecting. You're great at all the stuff that comes with, like, you know, the co-host gig, you know, finding questions on the fly or talking to people on the other side of it and, like – you've really found a, a great, uh, you know, rhythm and it's pretty impressive for somebody who's never come from any kind of background in broadcasting. Well, and I mean, in my defense, um, entirely is I'm really very lucky. Um, I open to learn. I, I quieted enough down to learn what I was being told because Obviously, you know, it's kind of an intimidating thing to walk into the Megaplex and just say, okay, I'm here. What what do you want me to do? Like, it doesn't work that way. But my greatest thing, I think I had you and Robert and Stacy. So, I, you know, anything that I was freaking out about or was having a cow about, I could text or email or whatever, any of you, and, right, I had that sounding board. Now, you know, several years have passed, and one of my most favorite days of the week is Wednesday. Not because of the work that we've done, but because I get to talk to a friend. And that's important. Uh, you mean me? Yeah, dork. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not really good at taking compliments. I, that's I appreciate that. That's uh, no, that's really cool. And and you know, it's it's so fun. You know, having someone to check in with every Wednesday. And you know, before we you and I were doing this, it was it was you know, Robert and DDP, and then Robert and Sparky, and Robert and Sparky and Stacy and DDP. And the show's gone through a lot of different things. And I was brought in when Sparky left, and. There was a time in two, a couple of years ago when, you know, Robert was so overwhelmed with work. And, and he was, you guys don't realize how much, because Robert's not really out in front a lot. He's not the center of attention. He's not no, no. Yeah, basking in the accolades. But there's nobody who keeps this company afloat more than Robert, in my opinion. And he was right. just out of his mind, busy and work. And 
he'd have to really make time to carve out some time to um, to come on here and, and, and do the show. So at a certain point, I was talking to Robert behind the scenes, and I'm like, man, if you need to take a little break, if you have to take some time, like you're really just running yourself thin. And he was he was just so busy. So we decided that Robert was going to take some time off. And right when we did that, we were going to tell Stacy, and Stacy said that all she needed to take some time off because she had stuff going on with her cookbooks, and she had uh, their, she was doing magazines and all this stuff. And uh, so I'm like, uh oh, now I'm, I just told, we just dismissed both of the co-hosts, so I'm stuck here by myself. And there's no damn way that anyone wants to listen to me rant for an hour. <laughs> so uh, I mean, things worked out. Things, you know things clicked and one of my favorite things you brought to the show which i admittedly was a little reluctant at first because um uh, i know that our good friend nolan bobbitt who is here uh who is part of the dpy community he was doing something similar where he'd interview people and i didn't want to step on any toes but you brought the warrior of the week segment to the show yeah which ended up being a yep. weekly warrior of the week or our show kind of focused more from because there's only so much you can talk about with ddpy like we all love it, but it is, we're, we've done almost six, we've done 600 shows. You can't just be like, DPY is awesome for an hour every show. And right. when you brought that segment to the show, you really kind of revamped um, the show a little bit and, and brought it in a different direction and a much needed better direction than, you know, what I was currently having us do. And um, where, where did you kind of come up with that? idea and, and how did you kind of see it going at first when it was kind of just started out as a segment and then eventually turned into the whole hour? So when I tell you this story, you're going to laugh. I know you. I have an apple tree in my backyard and we were out picking apples and <laughs> it's a challenge to make your way to the tree sometimes because of all the apples that have fallen off the tree. So you have to literally fight your way through it. So I have a couple of kids and we were picking apples and we just, they were kind of amazed. And I said, you know, what's going on? And they said, well, one apple's big and one apple's small, but they're both apples. (laughs) One can be juicy, one can be sour, one can be, and it was just kind of, and it kind of got me thinking that, you know, wow, people are kind of the same thing once we brought the basket in the house. We're all different. We've all been put out on a tree and we all ripen differently. So it was really important to listen or ask I mean to have the courage to ask people how they have ripened different than what they thought they would is kind of a it's very introspective it's you know you get to know somebody when you pull the truth out of them or you pull feeling out of them or you take the time to ask them how they are and be willing to listen and not listen to respond. That's, that's such a a great answer. Um, You kind of hit the nail on the head there. You know, a lot of the people's names who have, who we've talked to, 
you know, I don't, I don't really, I don't open myself up on Facebook. I'll admit that right now. I don't accept people that I don't know. I just, that's kind of my world. I don't do social media. I'm not, I'm on Twitter, like read only. I don't post and I'm not in Instagram. I don't have an Instagram. I don't have a TikTok. I don't have any of that stuff. And so Facebook is kind of like my little world. And I don't really open it up to a lot of people that I don't know, but I see a lot from the DDPY community. So all I really knew was a bunch of round pictures on a profile and a name. So you see these people around a lot. You don't know a lot about them. And then you get them on the show and you have an hour to unpack who they are. And you understood where they are, where they were, how they got here, what the struggle was, what their triumphs are, their tribulations, their suffering. And you get like a pretty complete – you'd be surprised how complete of a picture you can get of somebody in an hour-long conversation. And, you know, I'm not used to the format of interviewing people. And when I did do interviews back on radio, like I did a lot of like musician interviews. And, you know, we have like big names coming in. Like Jessica Simpson comes in, but you have 15 minutes with her. She's going to get on to the next interview. So you just kind of hit all the hot spots. You know, new album, how you doing? Where's the tour? Ask you a couple of hot gossip questions or whatever, right. and you move on. And I didn't really know how to sit with someone for an hour and just go back and forth. And, you know, I come from the world of radio where you fill any dead air. you got to keep things moving. you got to keep boom, boom, boom. So I found myself really struggling not to step on people or not trying to rush the conversation and let it breathe. And for me, who's very talkative, someone <laughs> bowing out at times was difficult and letting somebody fully explain their thought. And, and it was something that I learned along the way that if you give people the chance to express themselves in an uninterrupted and you have a natural follow-up question, not just a question to keep the conversation moving, you can get a pretty good complete picture of somebody. And we've really done that, I think, here. And I think what needs to be said about you and I, maybe as a team, is um, we we have a sense that when someone's being authentic, um, that is a huge talent to have. Because, right, you can blow wind up anybody's skirt. But, man, I have had some moments on this show that I have primarily kept to myself. But wow, like uh, Jeremy Landry comes to mind when we had him on. Man, oh man, I cried. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's surprising how many emotional moments you can have on a format like this, you know. Um, but people feel comfortable burying their soul, which is pretty incredible. You know, um, we've seen countless videos come through the DDPY Yoga, um, the Facebook page and, and YouTube that are just tugging your heartstrings and it's emotional. And, you know, not everyone is Arthur Borman, but a lot of people yeah. have a story as heavy as Arthur Borman's. And it may not, you know, it may not go viral on YouTube or it may not be on the Tonight Show or the the Super Bowl commercial, but it deserves a spot and it deserves a chance to be told. And, you know, these are regular people. And we always stress that, you know, YRG, yoga for regular guys. These are not models or actors or actresses. They're people bearing their souls. And 
that's a very hard thing for ordinary people to do. You know, there's a lot of people who can go on there and emote on TV. You know, they're trained to make you emotional. They're trained to bring tears to your eyes, whether music or movies or acting. Or, But for someone like a normal guy who works a job at a roofing company or, or a normal girl who just, you know, works nine to five doing, you know, an office job or something like that, there's a an expectation in society that, like, you can't really just bear it all. You can't bear your soul. You can't be honest about your, your, your yourself or who you are. And it's impressive and it's it's humbling that people come on here and feel the need, uh, feel the uh, feel comfortable enough to be able to let their hair down and let their guard down and just let it all pour out. And when that happens, it's it's beautiful and emotional and magical and inspiring. You know, it's kind of funny because <laughs> I don't know how many people over the course of you know God knows how many years now. Um, will email me and say, I'm kind of freaking out. I'm going to be on the radio and I don't know what I'm doing and I'm freaking out. And I don't know how many times I have said to everyone that it's okay. You know how to be you. And coming on with Mike and I, it's like sitting around with two friends having a cup of coffee. And I guarantee, I guarantee you will be freaking yourself out to the point and then bang, it'll be over. And then you're going to be like, what the heck? And you know what? <laughs> Do you know how many people I have have rebooked? I've rebooked everyone we've ever talked to. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 and it's it, you're true. It flies by. Uh, we, you know, via the, the the host of the show, we have an hour. It gives us an hour. It gives us a couple of minutes to wrap up if we go over. And uh, but it boots us off in an hour. So sometimes it's hard for me to be the uh, the timekeeper because like we're having a good conversation, but we're about to get booted off here. So uh, I'm gonna let you. You know, we gotta wrap things up. But whenever I, I I look at the clock, I get lost in the conversation, and I look at the clock, and I expect it to be like 15 minutes into the show, and it's over. Like, as of right now, we had zero plan for the show, and we're about 12 minutes right. away from it being over. It just I mean, Yeah, no kidding. It's, it's funny. We can, You know, it flies. Conversation flies. And I like that I have someone to talk to every week, you know. A lot of this world is all digital and all behind the screen or all texting and Sometimes having a friendly voice at the other end to have a conversation with is, it can be rare these days. I mean, I think I, you know what, I think just looking at the entire situation and how I fit into this puzzle, I think one of the proudest things is I'm, yeah, I'm so grateful for the friendship with you and with Katie and, you know, Robert and Stacy and, you know, just Nancy Gaberde and just, wow. I mean, there's a lot of good people in the world still. And wow, they're all my friends. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. And it's pretty cool to have such a cool group of people around you that get you and understand 
this and who have helped grow this. Like all those people that you mentioned helped grow this into what it is. And, you know, we're, we're almost at 700 episodes. It's insane. It's uh, yeah. we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get the crew back together at some point and try to do a reunion episode with everybody involved because so many people are such a huge part of this, and um, you know uh, DDP doesn't come on every weekend or often anymore. He's so busy, he's got stuff going on. But you know, even talking to him a couple couple weeks ago, he was so adamant on what we're doing here to continue because you know people forget podcasts are so huge and everybody's got a podcast now. But when Robert and DDP started this show, I think we were we might we might have predated Joe Rogan and Mark Marin, but if we didn't, it was like in the same month. They started doing their own yeah. internet show and we started you know, there was nobody doing this and, and Robert and DDP who are always on the cusp of technology, um, started doing the radio show to bring the community together and you know, we've talked about things We're like what if we started doing celebrity interviews or what if we started doing this or that, but at its core, GDP was always adamant. He goes, this, is, this show is for the community. This is for the people. This is for the, the DDPY community. He doesn't want this show to be, let's interview whatever wrestler or famous person we can get on. He wants the show to stick to the community because, you know, that's the core of everything. Without that, there's no DDPY. And this is our show. This is a show for the DDPY community. And when he passed it off to Robert and to me and you and to Stacy and – he was very much insistent that this show stay for the community, which is pretty amazing to have around space here. Yeah, and I mean, how many rock stars have come out of here? I mean, I, I, I look at this, and it's kind of the equivalent of getting your Hollywood star for a lot of people. And, you know, to have them back... I mean, I think, you know, I had someone say to to me after an interview, I forget who it was, and it was a couple years ago, and they said one of the greatest things about coming on and setting, you know, all their nerves aside is that you and I put them at ease and that we knew what we were doing enough and we were allowed to have fun. And we were allowed to be who we were, which gave them permission to be okay with who they were too. Um, perfect. That, that's. I mean, that's a great legacy if I've ever heard one. Like what we do here, uh, if it if it you know if it matters at all, I mean that's where the the, the money's at. That's where the uh, the bread and the the meat of the matter is. Shall you say is. We right. make people feel right. comfortable in telling their stories, and in telling their stories, they inspire other people to begin their stories, and then come on and tell their stories, and then those people inspire other people. You know, think I can't even imagine how many times we've been told, "I listened to so and so story and was inspired by it." Like it happens weekly. Right. People say that, uh, and we're we're just the uh, we're just the person who brings those voices to to the to the airwaves. You know, I didn't do the hard work. Those people did. I did my own hard work, but I didn't I didn't walk their shoes. But being here, being able to ask the right questions and for them to talk and inspire somebody else to, to do their thing, like, that's pretty cool. You know, we've had a lot of big names. You know, Chris Jericho has been on the DDP radio. Yep. Um, I think it was before you were here. Adam Copeland, uh, the Edge. Actually, I think Chris Jericho, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure um, – uh, 
he said his top three moments in his entire career was winning the WWE title in one night, in WCW title, debuting in AEW, and number one was while talking to Mike on DDP radio. Um, I can't confirm <laughs> that, but I've, I've, I've heard rumors, rumors started by me. Um, <laughs> and I think that that Fozzie song, that number one record song, I'm actually, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty sure it might be written about me. <laughs> I couldn't name the song. I know it's big, but it's it's probably. And one thing that makes me so great is how humble I am. I'm very humble. Wow. I'm the best at being humble. I just. How how is Katie going to deal with you? (laughs) Good Lord. I, I always tell people, I. I am the only person who is the most egotistical and at the same time self-loathing person on the planet. <laughs> I both equally hate myself and love myself exactly too much. <laughs> I I just, I think you're perfect, but you know, I can hear Josh uh, well, right now. <laughs> well, I think you're pretty awesome too, and and I appreciate you coming on and, and doing this because we had zero plan. This was kind of like a last minute wrench thrown into things. But remember when I said that I could probably fill in a whole hour yapping about something? Bingo. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it was nice if just not to touch base. You know, sometimes you have no plan, sometimes you got nothing to do, but we always make it work and. That's one thing we do well here is, you know, you texted me freaking out a little bit before the show, you know, stressed about everything we had to do. Yep. And I said, uh, we always figure it out. Well, uh, sometimes broadcasting is all about taking the, the shit sandwich we were given it and making it into prime rib. And I mean, I wouldn't know if you call this prime rib, but we took the, sh- uh, the shit sandwich and made it edible. So. I, 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 I admittedly was freaking out. I was having a bit of a cow because, you know, I, I think, man, I work so hard. I want things to go as things go, you know, on schedule. And yeah, it doesn't always work that way. Yeah. But you know, it's what they say. Life isn't about how many times you get hit and knocked down is about how many times you get knocked down and then pull an hour of radio out of your ass last minute. So <laughs> here we go. Voila. Here we- <laughs> Mission accomplished. You're the best. Uh, uh, you're the best. Thank you, Crystal. And uh, I appreciate you, you. Uh, all you do. Even when it doesn't go well, we'll figure it out. We always do. Uh, I appreciate you. And, uh, I'll talk to you next week. Brand new episode of DDP Radio live at ddpradio.com. But I hope you did come prepared with one thing. Yeah. Because if nothing else, if if they're if they're like, I'm not going to listen to these two babble for an hour. They're gonna, at least going to fast forward the last two minutes so they can hear the world famous Crystal Quarter of the Week. Of course, I'm prepared. I'm always prepared. Be the one to look for the gold in someone, not the dirt. Well, with the man, with the golden voice, the golden mic, and the golden <laughs> mind, Mike Mullins, I will be your gold. 
and we'll talk to you guys next week. Brand new episode of DDP Radio. And then I'm going to be off on the 20th because I'm going to be in Smyrna, Georgia. So I might see some of you guys there um, if anyone's working out of the PC. But um, other than that, thank you, Crystal. Thanks, Mike. All right. We'll see you guys soon for another episode of DDP Radio on the bags. Have a great week. And own your life. Own your uh, – own whatever it is we're doing here. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> tonight, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Paige. Oh, oh, diamond Cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond oh. Cutter out of the power bomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and, most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.